welcome to episode 152 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most excited by the news of KFC's aggressive expansion, Mick, <laughs> and let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Next up is the man voted most excited about getting to podcast tonight. Welcome, David. Oh, fuck, I'm fired up, Mick. <laughs> Put it in drive and fucking <laughs> just... Fucking drive as fast as you can, just I reckon. Fucking yeah, fade it, pull. Get into it. Just fucking fade it. That's the new thing. Just whack it in, drive, <laughs> and fucking go. <laughs> Next up is the man most voted, most excited by a Lord, a Lord, a Lloyd Pope Pfeiffer. Welcome, Alex. Yes, uh, uh, a fellow leggy. White whale. The Lloyd Pope Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movie Dick and <laughs> And lastly, the man voted most likely to be excited about running around with a compass. Welcome, Roscoe. <laughs> Hello, Mick. I'm a bit nervous. We're in the 150s. I hope we uh, stay in for a yeah. bit longer. Oh, shit. <laughs> important milestone. We're closing in on Junior. Yeah. All righty. Welcome, one and all, to the Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. And let's kick off with the big story of the week, and that was the World Test Championship. So, as we know, uh, the New Zealanders would take on India in the first ever World Test Championship, played at Lords, sorry, I mean Southampton, after Lords was ruled not available during the week due to COVID. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> The, the uh, slope got fucked up because of too many yeah. infections. Is that yeah. what happened? I heard, I heard, the other one. I heard there's no slope anymore because the infection was all at one end and balanced it out. <laughs> so they're trying to fix it and get the slope back. I think the issue is historically COVID runs downhill. <laughs> so yeah. they couldn't fill it to capacity. So, yeah. so the lesser lords all got COVID because yes. they were yeah, the yeah. lowest of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good as Shane Ward yeah. or whoever, someone else with a Peaky Blinders hat. Yes. The, uh, the lords. All righty. So uh, we'll quickly touch on the match before we go into a few other bits and pieces surrounding it. So uh, New Zealand won the toss and elected to sit in the sheds because there was a rain delay in fucking <laughs> knocked me down with a feather. There's Oops. a bit of rain going around. Um, so uh, once the rain stopped, the New Zealanders would actually have a field or a bowl even. Um, so India will get rolled for 217 with Rahane top scoring with 49, but it was too tall to Kyle Jamison who did the damage, taking five for 31. So, um, yes, Gin. So, I, I was like this Jamison fella, because I'm pretty sure he didn't play in Australia when he came over for the no. test. I think he was injured. Um, and I'm like, oh, if he, as if he's so good, because the commentators were going mental about it. <laughs> I checked his stats, and I'm like, oh, yeah. He's actually so good. It's better than when Stay came to I think it's now he's got 49 wickets in 14 tests or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And like at about 16. Yeah. yeah, technically the greatest bowler of all time. Yeah. Or something ridiculous like that. But at the time, I was like, who is this guy? Surely he averages like 29 and they're just yeah. losing no, their shit. Jimmy Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Anderson at any point. Yeah, in the yeah that's right. Apart yeah. from the last five years. But, like, but I... Um, I do understand your concerns, Alex, because um, Australia's recent uh, experiment for right? hasn't worked very well. So, hey, hey, don't talk about Brett Dory like that. He was <laughs> a <laughs> legend. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, all righty. So in reply, the New Zealanders would make 249. It was lunch meet. Kevin Conway would score 54 and make the most for the New Zealanders. I think uh, uh, Mr. Jan- uh, Mr. Kyle, uh, not Kyle, what's the cunt's name? Kane Williamson would make 49 as well. Uh, Muhammad Shami was the pick of the Indian bowlers, taking four for Jesus 76. And I was surprised he was selected for the side, to be honest. How well that the um, younger fast bowlers did in Australia. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's interesting they went back to the tried and to, true met, tried and tested method. It was Shami, uh, Boomer, uh, Ishant Sharma. Yeah, so he's still getting around. And Ashwin. Yeah, Ashwin Pike. Uh, Jaja, did he play? Yeah, Jaja played. Yeah. yeah, but those three fast bowlers, at least anyway, the old guys, well, yeah. old guys in Boomer. Um, it was interesting they chose those guys considering how well everyone else did in like Shami's absence. Right? Yeah, of so course. Anyway, yeah. no, definitely. It was um, yeah, it was it was an interesting way to go about it by the Indians. But we'll talk. Yeah. But uh, there was some interesting selection by New Zealand too, which uh, su- upset. A uh, wax figure, I mean Shane Warne, and we'll talk about that in a second as well. So, um, <laughs> second time up, India would get knocked over for 170. So, mm. Rashad Part would make 41, and Tim Southey would take four for 48. So, uh, New Zealand would require 139 for victory. They would chase it two wickets down, you know, Kyle Williamson getting 52 not out, and Ross the Boss. Taylor would yes. make 47, not out. So, Kyle Jamison was named man of the match for his five. Uh, the rocks. Um, so, and afterwards, Virat Kohli says after that, you know, after seeing such a good display of cricket, there really should be three test matches for the World uh, World mm. Championship. And I just yeah. want to say to Virat, um, after watching that test match, if you truly believe that, you are nuttier than a bag of fucking cashews, mate. No one scored over 300. It was fucking horrible. We watch cricket to see batting. No one wants to see bowling. Bowling sucks. <laughs> so I completely 100% disagree with that, Mick, but I, I agree with the uh, uh, bashing of Coley. So like, oh, like, oh, so you lost, so you think that you should make it a chance where if this time happened, you could have won instead yeah. of just losing. Oh, if they it's won not... in one test, I don't think you'd be too upset. Yeah, you yeah, wouldn't be like, oh, I won, but you know what this really needs is a chance for me to lose this. Yeah. So if we could just do it like how it's not now, how we won. That's how one-off tests should be in a series of three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or a series of three timeless tests, which Ashley oh, was banging on about yeah. when it was rained out from yeah. memory, or maybe it was before it was the rained out. No, day. no, Ashley wanted neutral ones, and then I think he changed the time. Oh, I that's right. Mark I, put, Ta- I think I, even Mark Taylor suggested the timeless test was the way to Oh, change. yeah, no, I'm putting words in Ashley's mouth. I apologise, and yeah. we'll take that back. Um, it was Mark Taylor that said timeless test halfway mm. through it, um, even though we got a result on the fifth day. <laughs> Interesting. Or sixth day, sorry. Interesting yeah. that Ashley wants neutral venues when... He can't make the curators make a dust bowl for him. Oh, yeah. It can't be hardened clay. No. Yeah. No. Okay. What do you think, mm. Ross? <laughs> the, um, the interesting thing to come out of this match was there was a lot of complaining on day one by one Mr. Shane Keith Warren because the New yeah. Zealanders had the audacity to not yeah. select a spin bowler. Um, um, all I want to say is New Zealand had zero spin bowlers. India had yeah. 11. No, no. What? Like three? <laughs> India had three. three. With one part-timer. Yeah, well, absolutely. be conservative and say India had three. Zero yeah. spin bowlers, three spin bowlers. The team with zero spin bowlers, one change. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. 
it just proves how poor spin bowling is shit. <laughs> I think, isn't um, it? You too. It's shit. I, I 100% disagree with. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to bowl offies. I will give you that. It's the easiest thing to ever do in your life is to bowl off spin at any level, including Test cricket. Um, but no, no, I actually like just egg all over his face, right? Yeah. Like it's a condition where, yeah, but the egg would just slide straight the off pitch, that face. The pitch sort of turned a little bit yeah. halfway through, but um, to be honest, it seemed and had variable bounce all the way through, which is the reason why Kyle Jamison did so well. Uh, probably because he's so tall, I think he's what maybe two meters, Mick. From oh, at least at least two hundred centimeters. Yeah, at there's least. some rumors going on, but um, mm. yeah, I think I said two hundred meters in, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it worked into Jamison's favour and some very good, accurate fast bowler favour. Yeah. So it's you know I haven't heard Warren come out and say I was wrong, but you know six I'll, foot, I'll keep waiting. I guess six foot eight or two hundred and three centimeters. Shit. Big boy. Two meter but, pile. Yeah, but um, the thing too is like you said from like the even the most recent test between England. And India, like England, they got rid of Jake Leach. I don't think they took a spinner in either from memory. They just yeah. went with they went with part timers because, mm. like, as a general rule, and I know it's not the hard and fast rule, but spinners aren't always unless you're someone ridiculous like Shane Warne. They aren't always that effective in England. So I can understand if New Zealand don't go. Cause, well, who's New Zealand's fucking spinner? Santner or whatever. Uh, like, yeah, or yeah, Sa- yeah or so like, if you don't Santa's have someone who. If you don't have someone like a Batori who demands to get picked like he did for so long, yeah. I can understand that you don't just pick one for the sake of picking one. But don't yeah. think Warney truly fucking understands well, that. That's the that's yeah. the thing we fell into in Australia with all rounders, right? We just yeah. picked one for yeah. the sake of picking one, and just went, "Oh, wait a minute." Well, actually, we didn't say wait a minute because we still got Cam Green, who <laughs> we could probably just pick a number six batsman who could actually bat and make test yeah. hundreds, but. Yeah. Yeah, we just we after the Andrew Flintoff thing in two thousand five, we went, Oh, we've got our fucking all in. Yeah. Fuck that scarred us for a long time. Oh, I did it ever. Yeah. it's also interesting that like with Warney it's like you have to pick a spinner, but it surely it, it depends on the bowlers, the fast bowlers you've got, yeah, right? The so they've they've got like a Wagner who must belong especially on this podcast, but it just keeps going, right? Yeah. So you can bowl thirty overs. Okay, he doesn't necessarily have to bowl. He fucking bounces every ball and shit. But you know, he's a kind of guy that just keeps bowling. So if you're, yeah, yeah, So if you're going to pick a spinner that's going to be like a Nathan Lyon in a first innings, right? Which he'll just no one's going to hit him, and he'll take a couple of wickets, but he'll bowl 40, 30 overs or whatever, and take two for forty-five or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, Wagner can do that. Like, why do you need a spinner to do that? If you've got a fast bowler that can do it, and you've got other fast bowlers. So, Australia, right, I look at, their, their bowling line is not like New Zealand, which is lots of overs, lots of tight overs. Mm. Um, it's, blast it's, a bear. Yeah, yeah. You've got yeah. a blast that bowler in Stark. Which, you know, that might change. Hopefully, it'll change, I think, because I don't think it's working currently. But yeah. you've got the, the metronomic bowler. And you've got another metronomic bloke who's the best bowler in the world, Patrick Cummings. But they're both, they'll bowl way quicker than those guys. So the strain on their body's more. So, you know, if you've got military mediums that are good, skillful, why do you need a spinner yeah. to drive overs? Yeah. You just got to team and go, 
who are the better bowlers? So you've got obviously they've got Southie and um, what's the left arm's name? That's a good one. Oh, <laughs> and, then, a good and then they had Jamison. And then yeah. you've got to look at you go, well, is Neil Wagner a better bowler than Ish Sodi or Mitchell Santner? Yeah. You just go, yeah, he is. So you yeah. pick him. And can, yeah. get through, can we get through the amount of overs who are expected yeah. to bowl in a test on average? Yeah. Is this going to break up on day four and five? Probably not. Yeah. yeah. So let's just run with ball fast bowlers. But even if it does, it'll be variable bounce. So just yeah. bowl at the pegs. Anyone, anyone can bowl off spin. Well, fucking. Yeah. Old mate Ross Taylor could have come on bowls more spin. I'm I'm sure they've got some bloke who bowls them all right. Every every Test cricket nation has a batsman who can bowl decent offings. Except for Australia. Oh Jesus, Robert Travis Head. You might be talking into a pack of darts, Ross. Bloody hell! Talking into a modulator or something. It's the COVID. Does it to you? Shit. That Bendigo cluster for smashing the down there. That's right. Look Exposure out, site yeah. is the fish and chip shop next to the server. <laughs> <laughs> and Ross's house, two yeah. sites. Yeah. Where Ross it's has unlucky. been in the last seven days. Yeah, I was going to say it's unlucky. That's the only place of beans. <laughs> <laughs> and can't trust that. Out bush. Yeah. <laughs> can't, uh, can't trust that petrol station forecourt. It's a hub. Of, it's a vector of disease. <laughs> It's the humidity in the air at the uh, yeah, petrol fumes, it lives on it. The disease loves the petrol. Carries the disease. <laughs> That's going to be my second podcast on that shit movie. Sorry, <laughs> So, um, yeah, so one of, a couple of things also came out of this World Test Championship. Uh, number one is uh, how the fuck do you drink out of a mace? That's a really poor trophy <laughs> choice, I think. So, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, some good Twitter uh, stuff. Uh, you know, that that is, yeah, I did steal that from, I think it's Jimmy Nation put that up. Which yeah. Is really good. That's, um, it's the shotgun of Keen, so you use the base. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. <laughs> bang. Just, just yeah. smash yeah. the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, um, the, the other thing. The World they, Cup's world. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, Mr. Isn't that nah, why they used right, to buddy. win you're a right, car? Mate. So, Isn't that why they used to win a car so they get the keys? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As they celebrate taking mark of the year, mate, get the Camry key, get the keys from the Camry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the other thing to come was uh, did around the traps, might have been yesterday or maybe today, I think, was uh, Brendan Julian was of the belief that as now with um, New Zealand being the number one test nation and all this type of stuff, that we as a nation in Australia, we should be playing them a lot more often than we do and should have a Bledisloe Cup type situation. Now, Brendan, as a rule, we don't Australians don't do very well in the Bledisloe Cup, so we really don't want that, personally. But the other point would be, if we were to play them all the time, they might have to put yeah. that fucking trophy on the line that they never want to oh. fucking defend because they know they yeah. can't hold on to it. So, yeah. the, the famous Mustaka trophy. Yeah, Is the famous Bill Mustaka. Like, yeah. like, how many times do we play them? You're like, nah, not this time, fellas. Yeah, Maybe thanks. next time. Well, we haven't got our strongest team in, so we're not putting yeah. it up for grabs. Yeah, the first time we play you in a World Cup, but not the second yeah, time, yeah, which yeah. happens to be the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the first time. Oh, not the second dual time. trophies on the bench. That would have been once in a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, no. Well, not for, for the double. <laughs> would have been the first time. We would have had the Chapel Hadley and Bledisloe about every year when we were growing no, up. No, I'm talking Chapel Hadley and World Cup on the same day, on the same oh. dice. Oh, yeah. and the Bledisloe in, 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 in <laughs> <some> drop. <laughs> <laughs> 
they it's Johnny Eels kicking a field goal. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Eels <laughs> drop, drop putt in a fucking chip for three to win the <laughs> Johnny Eels taking a catch in galley to win the game. <laughs> no, they line out. They line scoring, out. Instead like, of scoring a run, he kicks one fucking for goal, mate. Gully, and he takes the catch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they throw up George Gregan because he's small. So you can't throw up Johnny because he's massive. He's, he's throwing Gregan up. And Justin Lager at the same time. Wait, <laughs> they both clasp it in the same hand. Like a hearty handshake. Mm. Like the soccer World Cup. Like the, the football the World Cup. Two hands holding a fucking... Ross, you've got your hand up. Just cut him off, Ross, because Alex won't stop. <laughs> won't stop Go, buddy. That's all you, Ross. Go. No, it's good. No, it's good. I was incognito there for a few minutes. <laughs> and I just wondered, did you get through the talk of um, rather than having a one-off test, that they should have a best of three? Yes, we did. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was of the opinion that Virat Cole is a oh, winger okay. and it well, shouldn't matter. I, took it, I read a... Yeah, um, they, I saw it taken a step further today. I'm not sure who was suggesting it, but they suggested that they put the schedule together and that, um, you know, we don't have one-off tests and we don't play neutral tests, so it should be a three-test series in each country who can oh, test no, the World Test Championship. So six tests, six tests in total. Do, we, do they get, um, do you get right. more um, okay. points for away goals as well when you fucking, when we have these test series? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, so I'm if it's thinking, tied after six tests, if you won an away test, uh, yeah. or more boundaries, away boundaries, yeah. meaning double boundaries, home boundaries, <laughs> or we could just go full baseball and play 378 tests per year, and then a seven-test final for the World Series every. That's it. I'm with you. I think that's a good idea. I think that's. I mean, how- like, then we'd truly know who is the best test playing nation yeah. of the period of two years or four years or whatever the period is that we yeah. currently do. Because it's so important uh, now that we find out instead of just one test that was six days, that's not enough. Ridiculous. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the ICC rankings have come out unsurprisingly. New Zealand's the number one test nation. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kane Williamson tops the batting at number one. Steve Smith was number two. And Marnus, who had been number two, has been dropped down to number three. I don't know how we haven't yeah. played any cricket, but somehow him and Steve Smith swapped spots. So, the bowling, I think Pat Cummings was number one. And I got bored reading after that because there was two more names. But... Yeah. I think um, I was surprised I saw that. During the day, actually, Nick, or yesterday, and I was surprised at how poorly Australia have gone, despite having so many players in the top ten of both fields. Like we got, like you know, number one and two of batting and bowling, and three other batsmen in the top ten, and three other bowlers in the top ten. But we couldn't beat India, but yeah, at at home, like yeah, it's so interesting how it's worked out. Like you have like a good game and Mm -hmm. boost your rank. However, the rankings—I don't actually don't know how the rankings work, but. It's absolutely no bearing on how good of a test sign you are. Nah, not at all. Yeah. Um, all righty, so we'll move on from the uh, World Test Championship. I think we picked the eyes out of that one. So the next big story that was doing the rounds um, in the cricket circles in the last couple of weeks was our man, the big blockhead himself, Stuart McGill, was on a current affair. 
So um, I have, didn't watch or read anything about this, so I'll just give you my notes. If anyone else has some feedback, they can chip in. So my yeah. notes are, I've got dot points, got yeah. interviewed, got angry, head yeah. still massive. That's what I yeah. That were my takeaways from the interview. Right. So uh, I watched it. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely didn't watch it during work hours. So <laughs> if anyone from my work, no, I watched it after hours. It's 10 <laughs> minutes long anyway, so it's not that long. But like, will I say, the guy who interviewed him looked old as sin <laughs> and had a big pink face like <laughs> Stuart McGill had. So it's his two big pink faces to look at him. Hilarious. Anyway, Stuart McGill's head is fucking huge. Like, I would say it's watermelon size now. Like, it is fucking massive. <laughs> fuck, he's got a big head. And well, those he's got to get bigger hats. Yeah, there was photos oh, doing, the round, oh, oh. doing the rounds during the week that had a, he had a hat on, and he looked like when an adult puts on like a kid hat. Like, it didn't yes. quite... It's quite no, a joke. Yeah. It's a yarmulke uh, with a peak. And, and Bull has is, is stepped away from the podcast. I don't know, maybe having Nando's at the moment. But yeah. he made the great point. Big head, small face. Yeah. So Stuart yeah. McGill's facial features are all very close together. But the size of his head. Anyway, down to brass tacks. Oh, sorry, go, Mick, if you want to. You know, you know what Stuart McGill looks like, Alex? You yes. know that episode of Rick and Morty where they do international cable and there's a restaurant called Little Bits and the guys have big heads and little faces? That's what fucking Stuart yes. McGill looks like. Yes. 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 <laughs> And tiny food. Yeah, tiny food. <laughs> oh. Maybe it's a parody of his restaurant, his big restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, the world's smallest Dolmatis. <laughs> just Dolmatis that big. That's all have, you can Take a nappy uh, that big. <laughs> minuscule trio of dips coming right up to <laughs> the smallest tree. The world's smallest trio of dips. Especially <laughs> printed on a uh, piece of rice. This trio of dips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I listened to the interview, watched it, two pink faces going head to head. Apparently the only reason Stuart McGill did the interview was to help out the constabulary in finding who did this and helping other people out and helping his family out. Now, he did speak quite well about looking after his ex-wife families and businesses and stuff like that, which is fair enough. He got pushed by the other pink faced guy on a current account, I don't know who he was, <laughs> so all going fine, bit of like weird grainy footage of people coming out of like, you know, courtrooms and shit, you know, all that yeah, sort of doom yeah. and gloom music, current affairs speciality shit. Um, for our international listeners, it's a purely tabloid. I was gonna show. say it's, really, it's exploitation shows. It's very hard to explain to overseas listeners what the hell a current affair a, a, is. A Murdoch <laughs> run thing maybe ish, yeah. I guess. It's not run by Murdoch, but it, no, it's like it could take your worst newspaper and put it into TV format, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone's trying to screw you, especially the minorities, is essentially what they're <laughs> Dodgy right? Washington machine repairman in Lebanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as they're Lebanese. Yeah, they can't be white, dodgy. No, no. Yeah. Um, um, anyway, so... Fence line disputes are another speciality. Neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbours go on ham. Yep. <clears throat> um, so anyway, people so... People can bark like dogs. Too. That's a <laughs> that guy's famous. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Okay. Cool. I'll stop. Is he international famous? Is he international? Yeah, it could famous? be. <clears throat> it could be good. All right. Good. Anyway, so 
One actually good question this bloke asked Stuart McGill was, have you been totally truthful all the way along in this whole thing? No. And Stuart McGill answered really angrily in, uh, look, of course, it's a current offence. It's probably blown out of the water with editorialism <laughs> and shit. But he goes, I'm not even going to bother answering that. And I'm disappointed you asked the question. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, well, you could just say yes. Yeah. Yeah, you could just say, yes, I've been truthful with, you know, it has nothing to do with me. I just got, you know, I was, a, um, you know, hit by shrapnel in this whole weird little thing that's a drug deal gone wrong and I just happened to be on the periphery. But you said, I'm not even going to bother answering the question when you said, I'm gonna, have I been truthful? Sometimes yes is the hardest word. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like Teacher Ross, just laying, s- sitting on a seat back to front, going, back, cap, cap on backwards, Ross. Hey, guys, let's wrap about this. Sometimes yes is the hardest word, kids. All right, you're with me? The thing I loved about that was Stuart McGill being like, I can't believe you asked me that question. That's the only question anyone wants to fucking ask me. Yeah. I know. Are you it's a drug dealer or not, you yeah. massive editor? the most <laughs> obvious question, you massive dome. Can't fucking hell. That's all I took away from the new... That's some new McGill news. McGill watch. Bang. That's our second. <laughs> he's not answering whether he's lying to the cops <laughs> and everyone else or not. <laughs> Mind your business. Mind your business. I've come on TV to do an interview, but mind your business. He's only helping out the police coming on the interview, though. Yeah. All right. Makes a lot of sense. Police he lied to. Speaking of blokes who angrily answer questions, let's move on to our next topic, and that's Justin Langer. So, uh... So my headline I have here is Justin Langer vows to change. Be listening at home and wondering what that smell is. It's Justin Langer's bullshit. So, <laughs> so as he vows to take the ne- negative feedback from the players' review head on and change his behaviour. Aaron Finch mm-hmm. mentioned recently the tension in the side was met head on during a recent training camp on the Gold Coast before the boys flew out to the West Indies. Uh, Finch said the issues put to Langer were confronting, but he accepted the feedback and the players were 100% behind the coach. He will be sacked in about three months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone at Collingwood was 100% behind Nathan Buckley as well. Yes, <laughs> so, Before you go on... Yeah, Alex, no, go, go. I'm doing this for Paul. Put me hand up for Alex, Alex and I are in the same room for the first time in... Well, it feels like a long time on the podcast. Too long, Christmas, COVID. probably. COVID. And Day. I'm looking at your page of notes, yeah. and you've got it written in English, which is fine. Yeah. But there's also Morse code here. Yeah. So are you planning on sending that to the Daily Telegraph later on well, via Morse code? Look, I didn't want to say it publicly, <laughs> but I'm an ASIO spy. <laughs> um, and so I'll put it up to the guys if you can see some Morse code no, there. I won't be able to read it because they're not a spy. So, sorry. And so, this is how I'm actually. So, what I was meant to do was just accidentally flash it, and then the spy on the other end would see on our Zoom call. Read your notes in English. That'd be easier for us. Yeah, no, but it's spy work. 
thought you were going to tap it out, perhaps, on the table. Uh, um, so, again, 0069, chomp, chomp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 0063 at 8.72 or whatever it was back when I was good. <clears throat> okay, so my issue with this whole thing is it's so funny um, that Lane has had a couple of these issues coming up, right? Like his... His demeanour's not good enough. He's got a shortcoming on accepting responsibility. He's, you know... He's an angry kid. Yeah, he's angry, he's com- combative. He's, he, and he even admitted in that sort of interview that he's been angry since he was... An angry man since he was 16. So it's like, well, you got the top job in Australia for this format in, in your job, right? Your top job, you know, well, arguably very close to top job in the world. Like, you can only coach India or England, maybe, or South Africa. You know, the highest, the pinnacle you could be, but everyone said he gets a leave pass from his shortcomings. And I don't yeah. know about other, like, jobs or positions where you can just continually, other than maybe Prime Minister of Australia, am I right? Let's get political. Um, Got him. Yeah. But, like, it's just... It's interesting to me that it, is, it keeps to be this review that he keeps acknowledging his issues and he keeps, it's just, it's happened twice now, you know, and only brought out through the uh, documentary, but it's very interesting to me that it keeps happening. Good, and, Ross. Thanks, Ross. <laughs> no, I agree with that. What was that? That's yeah. on mute, wasn't it? Yeah. I agree with your Eminem packet opening too, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I was going to say is um, this yes, constant um, C series of feedback and him saying he's going to do something yes. about it reminds yeah, yeah. me a lot of former Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott because I read the quote from Aaron Finch where it said Langer, he said Langer said he's going to tackle the feedback head on. Yeah. It's not really something to do with feedback because you don't really mm-hmm. tackle it head on. It reminded me of the oh, Tony Abbott thing he's going to shirt front Vladimir Putin. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and I could see Langer sitting there nodding, going, mm, 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 for a minute and a half, like Tony Abbott did in that yeah. interview, famously. I could Always see as wide as they've ever opened in his life, accepting <laughs> it and I'll, I'll take this on board and I'll move on to be a better person. And that's all the time we've got on the 7.30 report, so we'll see you next week for part of the Over to the 60 minutes. One last one, though. I could see Langer saying something as silly as Tony Abbott yeah. said once. Oh, of, you yeah. bet you are. You bet I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's got Langer all over it. I'll leave it at that. I think Langer just stood there saying, I fucking love, I love feedback. Feedback's fucking great. I'm hearing feedback. <laughs> Feedback's so fucking yeah. good. Bring it in. I want more feedback. feedback. I really enjoy feedback. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It was Langer was just yeah, as Paul alluded to, Langer was just disappointed. Was he wasn't there and they're doing the yeah. at the time, like coming in as an external consultant, just yeah. parachuting in to just say your whole <laughs> shit. Um, I've got another point of view, um, Mick, if that's okay. Of course, buddy. Um, and in this um, uh, article, Poetry in Australia, that I read, um, that Langer was concerned that players or staff went to the media instead of coming to him to air any issues they had. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, 
perhaps your demeanour yeah. might not be the most open to someone coming to you with some frank feedback. Perhaps you being a count, <laughs> sort of stops people from coming to you with their issues. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as Nick, you've reported on in this podcast, screaming out over a loudspeaker how much you hate someone who... That's eventually, exactly right. Like eventually going ended to a shield game. Going yeah. to a shield game and harassing players over the yeah. PA... Because they swap states. It's just not very gentlemanly, Justin. No, no. Uh, and it, you know, it just keeps you in the ass when they end up playing underneath you in a test <laughs> series. So it's like, it's not the smartest thing to do. So that was one thing. There was one other thing which Go is on. not related to Liga. Yeah, but in a roundabout way, it probably is. Maybe. Yeah, let's just give it to him. Yeah, fuck <laughs> Well, it's his fault. Yeah, fuck <clears throat> I found it funny. Well, it's Langer's fault that I found it funny. <laughs> there was a couple of reasons the Australian players could leave Hub in West Indies. Oh, and Bulls read my bit of notes, but you guys haven't. So I put it in a quiz to just you two guys. So there was a couple of reasons why players could leave the Hub in West Indies, in the hotels, yep. before they're like, do you, what do you reckon those two reasons? There was two given. What do you reckon they could? Okay, um, reason number one. Yeah. Um, to get cornrows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <that's> a... <laughs> well, maybe in nineteen ninety, but now it might be culturally appropriate. Okay. So that's All not right. one of them. Reason number two to buy a puka shell necklace. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me just check. No, no, not all those reasons, but close, yeah. though, very close. <laughs> Ross, you've got the benefit of hearing mixed reasons, um, so you can cancel those out. So you, you box CD, mate. If there's a steel drum parade going past, you can run out. Oh, yeah. Just check me. No, no. all right, you got one more guess. Uh, um, if it's time to go to cricket training. Oh, yeah. No, this was <laughs> exceptional. Additional strike. Sorry? Ran in a bread strike. <laughs> <laughs> we got anything else? Some uh, jerk chicken. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. uh, so one of the reasons, two, the two reasons were stated was medical mm, reasons. Of course, of course. Or yeah. um, uh, recreational reasons such as playing golf. Which I found hilarious because that's all fucking cricket, cricketers yeah, do. Yeah, cricket tour without playing golf. <laughs> you can't play fucking. You can't play four test series without playing eighteen rounds of golf around the test series. Not possible. Yeah. Oh, what about fishing? Haydos <laughs> oh. uh, would never have toured with Lane. Well, <laughs> well, that's why Andrew Simonson plays as many tests as he could because they said, Well, are we it's fishing? No, it's all golf, mate. It's golf. Yeah. All you do is play golf or cricket. Can like, I have a fish in the Thames? No. Thames. 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 In the Yarra. In the Yarra. Some team manager coming out of nowhere trying to tackle him away from his fishing rod, dragging him into Royal fucking England golf course. That's a ridiculous statement. It's an absolute ridiculous statement that the two reasons you can leave yeah. the COVID bubble was to, such to as medical, golf, but like medical and playing golf, recreation, <laughs> recreation activities such as golf, or well, drinking beer, at a pub, that's a recreation. Like, 
Everything's <laughs> recreation. Everything's recreation. <laughs> Get a tattoo that was recreation. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out in a crowd of 500 people to all close together. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Out of a fight. Competitive boat racing. <laughs> we're, we're taking on the St. Lucia boat race team. We're just coming to the top. <laughs> I was trying to break the Guinness World Record for yard glass sculling. <laughs> Recreation activity. Um, we're trying to break the Guinness World Record of how many people can fit in a clown car. How many people can <laughs> golf at one day? So what he's saying is they're not staying in their hotel rooms at all. They're basically walking in, throwing the keys on the bed. Grabbing their golf clubs and saying, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm off for a round. Uh, all right, so speaking. Sorry, yep. No, no, no. That's no. all I have to say. Okay. Sorry. All right. So speaking of Australian coaches, there's been a couple of new Australian assistant coaches announced in the last twelve or so hours. So, um, Cricket Australia has decided that foreheads are better than two and appointed Tasmanian pair Stephen Udo and Jeff Ford as assistant coaches. I didn't like that one, did you, Mick? I fucking really like that one. So, um. So the pair will work to the pair will work together to replace Graham Hick as batting coach, right. who lost his job during last year's pandemic as a cost-cutting measure. That's right. They sacked a bloke to save money, and then twelve months later replaced him with two blokes. <laughs> Obviously, they're, yeah. they're paying them half in total, half of what they paid Hick. Yeah. Obviously. Yes, for a different role too, because he got retrenched. Mm. So you can't replace a retrenched. That's exactly right. He was batting coach. These guys are fielding and swinging at the red thing coach. (laughs) Yes. Um, Did Tassie win the flag last year? Yeah. I don't know, but he was head coach, Jeff Vaughan. So, yeah. So for those wondering who Jeff Vaughan is, he's a former South Australian top order bat who yeah. transitioned into coaching was recent, and was most recently, as of today, because he resigned today, the head coach of Tassie. Yeah. So um, he's the man that Matty Wade credits with helping turning his batting around, which got him back into the best side most recently. And let me just say on behalf of all the short, angry blokes out there, thank you, Jeff. Um, <laughs> so, so Michael Duvenito's had this role before, so he's back in the mix. Um, he has been batting coach before. And Jeff Vaughan is one of those blokes who's a bit like Roddy McDonald's looking at in the next level of coaches being one of the next ones on the horizon. This could, the way he's viewed and what I read in the article, this could also be one of the nails in the Justin Langer coffin, I think. But we'll, wait and see. Right. we'll wait and see how that plays out with the long game. But yes, yeah. yeah, so that's just a little bit of news around the Australian coaching at the moment. Yes, Al? So, look, I... Uh... It's a standard of how this is reported, at least, anyway. It's, there's always someone <laughs> who looks at the coach saying that they've revolutionised my game. Yeah. Um, and it's Stephen Erdogan Smith. He become, you know, after some series in England where he scored a few runs and then he just fucking went bunter. And it was Wade bringing him back with uh, Vaughan. Yeah. So it's interesting. There's always someone they can find that these guys have coached, which is probably why they're selected to um, actually do their head on two jobs or the assistant jobs at the highest level. So, yeah. What's Langer in the fucking town? That's my question. Oh, we fucking did, oh, did stuff with WA in the Scorchers. Right? No, yeah, he, yeah, he was coaching WA and the Scorchers won the title and WA was at the pointy end. Short form stuff, though. He never won any no, shield. I, I think 
In, oh, I thought W were pretty strong in the shield. That's that, that, that was strong, but never won anything. Never won shit. Yeah. No, but um, Lehman won almost immediately in the Queensland. Yeah, shield, yeah, he did. And then he went almost immediately into the Australian gig, right? Yeah. Purely he because he, yeah, yeah, and then he cheated. Um, but uh, well, along with Staker, I say for so. But he also, but also, what he did do was bring in before every training session a joke. So that's why he got the Australian uh, job. So he made someone do a joke. Levity. Before, yeah. Before it's not that serious, fellas. Yeah, and it's still not that serious cricket, until we lose a fucking series yeah, in England and smashed it. Because yeah. yeah. Ashton Agar yeah. plays yeah. a fucking yeah. game instead yeah. of. <laughs> then it becomes real fucking serious. Yeah, I had the problem was Cambo just told a racist joke and that's what ruined it. So uh, I'm just Cambridge? saying that's that's the word. Allegedly that's what happened. Who'd that's why Sam played the ball to try and take away from his oh, shame of telling racist jokes. But yeah. Cam Bancroft perhaps. No, Bancroft? Cam Bogus or Borges? Nah, Cam Bogus. I'm making up brother. Can I'm just up people. Adam's brother. Can I yeah, just brother He's a notorious too... racist joke teller. Uh, it's <laughs> funny because Cam Bancroft has a brother called Adam. So it's yeah, it's, it's hard to keep it all straight. <laughs> Adam Bancroft, Cam Burgess, Adam Burgess. It's too fucking hard. Yeah. Cricket Australia, can you just have good, normal nick, not, yeah. last names? So there's Pattinson, Patterson. There's fucking two blokes called Richard. It's too fucking hard. Like, we're trying to, we're doing our best. Yeah, Smith and Lavishane, just fucking different names. Like, come on. For fuck's sake, his name's Cummins, not Cummings, like yes. all the commentators. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Anyway. Nessa. It's more or Nessa, per se. Not, not Nisa. Nessa. No. Nessa. I say, let's move on. Like, we've got something to talk about. No, let's just keep crapping on about this. <laughs> And how many folks so, they would have called Nathan? Yeah, Can, no. There's got to be rules on that stuff, I think. Like, yeah, it's also so beyond. Dirty Hazelhurst. Yeah. Josh Hazelwood. What? Too fucking hard. Oh, it's almost too hard. exactly the same. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Leon. Uh, all righty. We'll move on from that thrilling subject. So um, next up, we're going to talk about the Hobart test. And the reason the Hobart test is in the news, is apart from being the historic first test encounter scheduled between the Australians and the Afghanistan cricket team, the biggest issue we have right now is that it is scheduled to start 13 days after the World T20 World Cup final, which would mean if Australia were to make the final, Shit. Pat Cummings, Steve Smith, Dave Warner and any other multi-format players will be unable to play in this test match against Afghanistan unless some precautions and that are set up. Yes, Roscoe. Also, if Afghanistan make the final, none of them will be able to play. Yeah, well, that, that was my <laughs> other point, was that they are nearly entirely multi-format. So if they make the final, they will have to forfeit. <laughs> oh, the arrogance of the Australian cricket fraternity comes across yet again by us. Yeah. I can't believe we've done The arrogance it. of the Afghanistan cricket team to think that they could just fucking roll in after winning the T20 oh, title yeah, and really they're coming down cool. here and just winning our test match. Yeah. Coughing, coughing yeah. all over our moment. You know, you know what I hope home. happens? Yeah. Well, I hope Afghanistan turn around and say to Australia, unsafe to tour Australia at the minute. Absolutely. We're yeah. not. 
Heavily percent vaccinated. Yeah, yeah we're not coming. Answer. We're not coming then. <laughs> so essentially, at this point, CA has two options to pretty much um, to work their way around this. So the first op- test. So the first option. That's the third option. So the first <laughs> option um, is to do similar to what they did at the Gabba. For the first te- for the test last year, we have a hard quarantine, and essentially players go hotel training, hotel game, hotel yeah. training, hotel game, and they're not allowed to go anywhere else. And that would work for the Afghanistanis as well if they could get an exemption to come into Australia. The yeah. other option, which is also a possibility, which I'm not sure too many people have considered, but this is a bit out there. Don't pick the country played in the T20 final, but um, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah so, just yeah. tank. Oh, we actually won't have to take the T20 yeah. World Cup. We, 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 we won't make it. Oh. Yes, Roscoe. Yes, interesting one. <clears throat> I was just yes. saying that, um, yeah, they were going to have a chartered flight and bring Australia, Afghanistan and England all over together at the same oh, okay. time. Yeah. So uh, they want to save cost there. And so they didn't want to do three separate flights. So, of course, the other thing to do, Mick, is to push back a couple of days. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the op- option as well, which apparently Cricket Australia said on. that not is not happen. an option they're considering mm. for some mm. reason. But, yeah. You know how hard it is to book Tassie. You know, yeah. I mean, like, you can't, yeah. just, <laughs> can't stand in Tassie. Like, no. No, can't. Maybe they've got a, like, um, grade cricket game on the, on the Wednesday the following but, week. Yeah. To really I think, I think I'm pretty sure that one hotel in Hobart is booked <laughs> from the sixth day onward. It's full. <laughs> like, no, you can't get in there. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll wait. That's, we'll wait and see how that works out. Knowing the way the world works, uh, there's a very good chance Afghanistan and Australia won't make that final. So yeah. I dare say we're not going to have to stress too much about it. But it's just something to be, to, that's on the horizon. So Cricket's yeah, not too far away. That's, us, um, to be fair. Yeah, that, that test match is November 27th, which doesn't seem... Oh, seems It's time. only about four months away, so it's not too far away at all. So we'll have Cricket back before we know it. Um, so finally, the last little bit of news we've got um, going on here at the moment centres around uh, the flying lasagna, Manus Labuschagne, and uh, there's a little bit of conjecture come out of about the Australian contracts in the last couple of days because Manus was ranked number six in the Australian cricket contract hierarchy apparently, and Peter Lowlaw was not fucking happy about it. <laughs> no, he oh. wasn't, Mick. He was so unhappy he managed to milk two articles out of this <laughs> consecutive date. But his first one was he went through how it works, which was a little bit interesting. So what happens is that each individual meets with uh, Ben Oliver, who's head of high performance or something, and someone else, and they're told their ranking, and they don't get any say in it. They're told their ranking, and the number right. one ranked person gets uh, $1.7 apparently, for their contract. So Marcus Stoinis, right? <laughs> I think it was Pat Cummins. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Oh, it wasn't Josh Philippe. Okay. (laughs) And then (laughs) two was Dave Smith. And um, three and four and five are something like Stark and Warner and someone else. And then Manus at six. So it's a bit rough. So he was the number two ranked batsman in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And. um, so maybe this was a cunning ploy by leaving him in Glamorgan rather than taking him to the West Indies, even though they took... Um, yeah, painless. 
They took the um, cunning Dan stunts, Christian. if you will. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Instead of a stunning cunt. <laughs> 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 Uh, didn't I'm say not sure it. Play on words, then you just say what it is afterwards, Alex. But yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dan Christian through quarantine oh, process and Ben McDonald, but they wouldn't take um, Manus. So I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, yeah. maybe DC was number five. Maybe he got ranked number five. Mm. Uh, there was some bullshit. At- about him not being able to go to the West Indies because of quarantine. He'd have to yeah. go to Australia, yeah. quarantine, then go to West yeah, Indies, but, quarantine. Yes, but they did that for Ben McDermott and Dan Christian, who yeah, were in that. the UK. Yes. Yeah. That's well, where are they ranked? Are they in the top six? I yeah. doubt it. No, they're, they're probably top, top 20. So you, you will do what you are told to do. <laughs> Fair enough. Like Ben Stiller in um, uh, Happy Gilmore. You will sleep when I tell you to sleep. <laughs> And the next day, Peter Layla had an article quoting Adam Gilchrist, who had highlighted who's under the most pressure in the top five of the Australian rankings to keep their top five position. He highlighted Warner and Mitchell Stark. Really? Fucking what a rude spot. Are those two players as under as much pressure as the side grill of Gilly's helmet as his ears <laughs> tried to fucking burst out of his lip? <laughs> <laughs> Two strongest things in the natural world. Gilly's ears and spider webs. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting take. Uh, it's this, this constant news cycle about cricket in the off-season. So yeah, yeah. You've got to keep it up. You've got to yeah. keep it up. The yeah, AFL yeah. does it in Australia. I'm sure... Who's under the most pressing shit. top five? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, in England, right, the soccer goes nearly all year round. Like, there's only about four weeks break, right? But I imagine that over those four weeks... Transfer news. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's just yeah. bullshit. Who the, do you reckon players that actually care what ranking they are? Like, I'm sure there's a band of what they get paid per their ranking, right? So it's one to yeah, five yeah, getting yeah. paid the same. Captain gets paid different, obviously, whatever. And, but I don't think they care too much whether they're three or two. I or just think they're massively overpaying, to be honest. 1.7 million. Apparently that's come down because of COVID. would have been 2 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. I think what they're paid is fine. No, but they paid Pat 1.7 million to play four tests last year. What? I think that's okay. I, I, it becomes an issue if. Oh, sorry, go. No, you go, Alex. You go. Yeah. I was going to say it becomes an issue, which is sort of what Pat Cummins has done this year. Is it's like he's travelled for IPL and shit and come back and but he's he's also going to West Indies correct? No he's not or is he not? No he's not well then it becomes an issue right? He wants to buy that test in Hobart mate so he's starting up well fair enough like it's the pinnacle of the Australian summer so that's fair enough I get that that's why he's paid the big bucks because he knows that information (laughs) it raises an interesting thing with Warner too I think you know they talk about um uh, Finch was saying if anyone went to the IPL second edition that's coming up in September, October, yeah. then that would be yeah, yeah. a difficult one. I reckon yeah. Warner's going for sure. He's the most dedicated IPL player in Australia yeah. of the top yeah. echelon ones. He goes every single year, which has been yeah. fine up until now. Yeah, he's yeah. going to go to the UAE. Well, and the thing too is he knows he's got more IPL ahead of him than he has Australian cricket ahead of him as well. Yeah, yeah he's quite. How old so, is he? Be 34. Yeah. yeah no, Which is like 47 45. in fuckhead years. So he's getting up there. 
He's got the fuckhead lines. You can see it on his face. But, um, that covers thing, the 1.7 million. I think if you worked out um, the revenue raised from those four tests he played, his percentage of that in his wage wouldn't be that much. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. And he's got yeah. elite honesty, so yeah. I'm pay the big bucks for that. Absolutely. Well, to go through that, you know, rigorous, um, you know, self-indulgent process, it's pretty <laughs> tough on a person. So. I mean, you imagine the hex he's got from his honesty degree? Like, fucking <laughs> Jesus. That's why he needs 1.7 to pay his hex back. <laughs> well, it's, it's like becoming a surgeon, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it costs you 80 grand just to get out of bloody honesty. <laughs> Honours in honesty. You want to do a master's? Can't become a surgeon in honesty without doing your master's. And then working for spit in the honesty emergency department for about three years. Oh, fuck. You go on and on. It's a good point, Russ, because previously uh, to our conversation, I was like, yeah, I think they get paid enough. But if you're skipping series... Skipping tours, they don't play. They haven't played because of COVID. Get over yourself with your hotel stuff. Absolute nonsense. Listen, they can go anywhere they want to do recreational activities in the West Indies. So what what are you on about? What's hard? It's like a normal tour. Just nonsense. Interesting. Yeah, I was waiting for you to go ham on them um, because there was talk of like burnout with bubbles and stuff like that, Ross. And I was like, well, some of the bowlers had a fairly big break with their families oh. over the Australian summer. Like, it was almost like two or three months. Mm. Like, it's almost like they're doing, like, a normal year of cricket. But yeah. they didn't go to South Africa either. They're playing shield Absolutely, yeah. So they had a huge gap, which, as you, you pointed out earlier in the year, they had a huge gap. So they couldn't play ODIs or something because they played the test or they were, blah, blah, blah. They couldn't have done something because they were so overworked. And now they're not going to West Indies. So Pat Cummins hasn't done anything apart from IPL in, what, six months? Seven yeah. months, probably. Or it's a January test. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Brisbane test in the 15th of January. Yeah. Yeah. Played a couple yeah. of List A games and a Shield game. Yeah. Uh, and then IPL. Yeah. yeah. The thing so, I don't get is with the whole Marnus thing is why couldn't you just go and quarantine in the West Indies? No, I well, didn't some, like something's that. happened. I don't know. Something's because there was the other two, Ben McDermott and Dan Christian, who both came back from the UK because they're they listed in that bigger second yeah. intake spot. They came back from the UK and quarantined in Australia to go on to the West Indies. Now, I don't know why. But when they did that, why couldn't It seems like extra steps for no reason. Oh, yeah. No idea. Maybe the governments of the West Indies were like, you can't come from the UK. Yeah, maybe. You have to go through blah, blah. Because at that time, the UK was was the Wild West as well. Hmm. Another marvellous story. He and Mick Nessa are doing 10 days ISO at the moment because one of their Glamorgan teammates has got COVID. Wash your hands, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> and so there's a video you might have seen doing the rounds of um, yeah. Nessa yeah. bowling in the kitchen to yeah. Marnus yeah. doing his exaggerated leaves. No run. Stop. Yeah. 
Who's leaving in the kitchen? Fucking hell, man. I sort your life yeah. out, mate. And it's, it's so funny that they accidentally dropped their phone and the thing turned the camera on as they were doing it, too. So it was just like, oh, just us just mucking around. Yeah. yeah. Just spontaneous. Two lads. Spontaneous bit of backyard cricket, lads. Hey, <laughs> we've set up the camera perfectly with the focus perfectly on where the oh, They'll be on TikTok and next doing trick shots. and doing golf trick shots on TikTok. <laughs> I, I did notice that. <laughs> At one point, Manus was caught by silly meat oven, which was good. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I'll give him that. That's funny. But also, <laughs> fuck Paddy Cummins. Oh, that's <laughs> No, well, look, you've really turned me around, Ross. <laughs> like, if you're not going on tour it's because boy. it's so burnt out, you get paid way more than anyone else in, except maybe the Indian cricket side, who go everywhere every single time. Yeah, yeah. they, they get asked to, by time. the way. Yeah. Um, Without, take big seemingly without question in Australian media anyway. Maybe they get maybe they put it out in no, the media. Last year, they win. Uh, yeah, they win a bit, but they, oh, they yeah, come, they, they tour. As a yeah. as a general rule, India tour a lot. Of course yeah. they do, yeah. <clears throat> Just yeah. So I'm sort of off him now. Which is annoying. Because I want to be on Paddy, because he's one of the good guys. <laughs> They're currently in England doing nothing for four weeks to start and they have no first class games to play because of oh, Yeah. Arigato, Mr. Roboto. With that, I think we're going to wind it up because we're fucking just um, chewing the walls and the scenery at, the, at this point in time. Yeah, so, um, aren't we? We'll, we'll leave this. The headline to take away from this podcast is unfortunately. Which will come as sad news to Paddy Cummins. Alex is off him. So, um, <laughs> demo, he'll be. So, uh, yeah, with that sad note, we sign off for this week's for this fortnight's episode of the Mid Off Cricket Podcast. Um, thanks for joining us. Freddie Harold Sock, hit him up, buy your socks, get around them. Um, got a deal the on their yearly subscription at the moment. In the words of the great James Cornette, thank you, fuck you, bye bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>